Thank you for joining us at the table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're here. And we are going to... What are we going to do? <laughs> well, the fact is, is, we're sitting here and, and two Darlene's was, was left is me. My name's Chris. And then there's <laughs> Lou to my left. And then to his left is his beautiful wife. And what and is her name? Princess well, Tiffany. Princess, the favorite daughter. <laughs> yes. And then we have Darlene, which is her table. Oh. And Thank you, Chris. That Thanks was, for reeling it awesome. in, I really appreciate that yeah. tonight. I, I appreciate the help. Uh, we are glad that you are joining us. And uh, we are going to have again with us uh, Lou, as uh, Chris just said, Tiffany's husband. And uh, we had him on the last podcast, and, and he shared some of his life story with us. And while we have him here, we thought we would just get a little more information about uh, Tiff and Lou's life uh, because uh, Lou doesn't get to come with Tiffany that often. And so uh, we are really glad that you're here. And we want you to talk to us a little bit and talk to the families out there that there are so many families that suffer with losing children or want to have children and then they can't have babies. Right. Uh, and uh, so, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about how long you and uh, Lou were married before, uh, uh, and you were trying for a child, you wanted a child, you prayed for a child, mm -hmm. and some of the experiences that, and the emotions <clears throat> that you went through, because there are so many moms and dads that are sitting out there that really want to have babies. Right. And, and they struggle with that. So talk to us a little bit. Tonight, Tiffany, tell us a little more about your life and married life. Okay, well, um, I think I might have shared a little bit about this early in the early in our pod, our early podcast days, since we're veterans now, right? Oh yeah, um, episode eleven. 11. <laughs> episode eleven Woo! means we're pros. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lord help us. Pass the ten mark. Right. <laughs> Shall we have a celebration, yeah. everybody? We yes. yes. Pickle lettuce wraps for everybody. <laughs> So I'm Tiffany is playing with her Play-Doh, which she does at every podcast, <laughs> and she has a delicious-looking pickle wrap with her green Play-Doh. It is beautiful. And you are really hungry because you I just came from I work. I haven't eaten in a long time, so and, it looks and, amazing. Yep. Anyway, um, so uh, Lou and I got married. Um, I was 21. He was 20. Um, so you, you married an older woman. He yes, married an older woman. Robin the Cradle. Yep. Yes. Tiffany, um, Tiffany. Which is contrary to what my eternal plan was because everyone knows that men mature slower than women. So I really, my plan originally was to marry someone like six or seven years older than me so I didn't have to raise them. But that mm -hmm. didn't, that's okay. I lucked out. I got a good one. I didn't have to raise them too much. But <laughs> um, I had my plan and, and, and lose also. Um, we thought we'd be, we would get married, we'd be married for a year, we'd enjoy our time together, and then we would start a family, just like that. You know, you just, you make a plan. I have a friend who lives in Virginia, doesn't she live in Virginia? Did you go um, to school with her? I did, yeah. went to Bible oh, college oh, okay. with her, That's Rick and Julie Yeomans, okay. and, and she's the most miraculous uh, baby maker I've ever known in my life. She literally could say, we're going to get pregnant in March, and... They, they would get pregnant in March. I mean, I was like, well, then that's what I'm going to do, too, right? I'm going to get pregnant whatever time I want to. And so I'm still a little envious of, of that strategic planning there, right? But um, 
you don't know that you have any kind of issues until you experience them. As far as um, fertility and such, normally that's that's the case. You don't know until, until it doesn't work right. So at the one-year mark, we got all excited and like, okay, we're going to, we're ready to start our family and took all the necessary precautions that you need to do to do that and um, didn't didn't happen right away, but that's completely normal and so on and so forth. Fast forward um, 18 months and still nothing and you start getting discouraged and like, you know, what's wrong? something's wrong with me, something's wrong with you, you know. What are, you know, what what's going on? Did you Why? guys go through the blame game? I mean, did you blame each other a Not lot? Not really. Were we still, we were still felt like newlyweds, so we still liked each other an awful lot. We, we didn't really... So you really weren't... We never really them. had no, that, you know, did. there must be something wrong with you. You know, we never mm-hmm. really, we never really did that, did we, babe? No. Um, but it was, it was, it was, after a few years, it started getting... Probably after about three years, it started started getting a, a little frustrating because our friends, who had yeah. all gotten married about the same time we did, or within mm-hmm. a couple of years, they were all starting to have kids. Yeah, you're finding yourself jealous. And, yeah, it yeah. hurt, you yeah. know, because at that point we had started, um, we had gone and seen a doctor. I'd seen a doctor, and um, turned out that I, my body wasn't doing exactly what it needed to do, and so I had started a fertility medication. And, um, you know, so we're doing all this. Everything is so regimented. It's not It's not a romantic thing when you're dealing with fertility. It's mm-hmm. just not. That's just the right. raw truth of it. Yeah. All the, the romance is like, it becomes very almost clinical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're trying, we're doing the fertility drugs and timing everything and all this stuff. And, and then your really good friends come to your house and they're waving their pregnancy test. Oh, my God. You know, look, 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 and you're so happy for them. That's what I was gonna you say. Know. I remember so much, and and, and then your both of your soul you, was crushed. Just you, the same you were, time. you were so happy. Mm-hmm. I remember you were so, so happy, happy for everyone, so but yet, but still, that desire absolutely. was was yeah. so disappointing because you just you just don't know why you're doing everything you know to do, and even getting help from the doctor, and still just doesn't work. And so, there's definitely I would say a grieving process when you babe. Yeah. Uh, definitely a time where you just, you try and try and try. And this particular um, fertility medication that we took for me was not, was not a good, a good fit at all. Um, it actually started affecting our marriage. And I, I really think that unless I'm accidentally lying, that's the only time we've ever had any quote unquote marriage problems was and it's a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we came to the realization that losing your marriage to create a family is counterproductive. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're like, this is tearing us apart. <laughs> you just said, I mean, those were such words of wisdom right there. <laughs> well, it's, it's we had so to make true. a decision. You had to make a decision. Yeah. Because it really, that those medicines, I mean, I won't go into all the details, but they can turn you into Godzilla. And, and it was me, you know, it was me taking the medicine, but it affected me in such a way that you it became resentful um, because you're, it's not working and then it's making you feel like a weirdo and, you know, your husband is suddenly the biggest jerk ever, even though it's just, it's the medication, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then also, um, taking that medication, I probably it had a severe weight gain issue with it and I gained probably 25 pounds in one month, which is frightening 
and scary mm-hmm. and um, just crazy. Which makes you feel even better about that, yourself. Yeah, right? that's yeah. Just, I was what a woman, you know. And so, so we decided to stop. Yeah. At that point, because it just was not worth not that long? not that a child's not worth it, but this process, which was not creating a child, right. was destroying what we had, and we were so happily married, and we still are very happily married. But we just we had to take mm-hmm. a step back and say, okay, you know, and so we kind of became resolved. We never stopped trying. We kept trying to do all the things and try to time things and all of that but when your body doesn't do what it's supposed to do that doesn't work right so um and it makes it makes holidays hard it does like you're right yeah and, and it's something that that you might not think about um right. but when when mother's day and father's day rolls around everybody wants to celebrate but there's always those people around you who are in the same situation we were like for me father's day was hard because you know, not having a father growing up to me, it was important. I wanted to. I wanted the opportunity to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted. You know, if 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 nothing else, it was just you the pride. To be on, what you pride of, have. Yeah, it was the pride on the inside of me to know that I could be a good dad, even sure. though I didn't have one. And but you know, every Father's Day and 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 Mother's Day and baby dedication and <laughs> and all of those. I mean, it was. I remember those it, were so they, hard. They were but hard. you guys were such troopers. And and yeah. It, and people will come up to you and say, hey, happy Father's Day. People that don't really know you, like, mm-hmm. you know, a visitor at church or something. And you just say, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And then you have the well-meaning friends that just can't help themselves. They'll be like, next year, be, you're gonna, next year is your happy Mother's Day to you because you're going to be a mother. And, you know, Which is and really like, the thank only time I ever wanted to stay home from you, church. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and baby dedications were the absolute hardest and baby showers right yeah because you wanted to be part of your friends celebrations and we were you just you just do it and you go and you smile because you really are happy for you throw the party you do the thing you You chose all over anger yeah and that and i have to say that about these kids i mean they really did because there's so many things and 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 we're going to get into Mm -hmm. some more of that because there are people that are just suffering from this very thing yeah it's easy to get family yeah yeah, it is and you had to like you said about that choice you know we all just you know well and you see people who and this is just this is i'm i'm not politically correct so be warned yeah but you see any idiot can make a baby that's how it felt feels when you're walking Mm -hmm. through infertility Mm -hmm. and you're like that crackhead over there just had three kids what in the world and and, you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. seriously Mm -hmm. that's a struggle a lot of people have it's a really really sad when when you see people having kids that can't take care of their kids right and their kids are end up becoming kids of the system yes and it's like you want one so bad. Like I could give yeah. that, you know. I could. I we'd be the greatest parents if and if God would make this work for us, you know. We had that conversation, lots of times, you know. We could we could take that kid. Yeah. Yeah. So give that kid a home. Yeah. So then, so we walked through that for a long time, and and I can, we never stopped trying to have a child, really, um, for a long time. Um, and fast forward, we didn't stop trying to have a child until we started having miscarriages. Um, we we had been married about ten years. Between nine and ten. When Max came along. Yeah. Yeah, and and we had become very comfortable and very settled in just the two of us. Mm-hmm. I remember we were at Applebee's and actually had the conversation. 
Yeah. Well, what What if it is just always? That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. And, and I mean, we had we had talked about this, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, we discussed, you know, we were okay. You know, if, and if how that's many what years it was be. have you been ten married? Years. Ten years. About ten years. Real when, close to ten years. When you were having well, that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably about you, nine I years remember, when I had the discussion. I really remember when you guys really got where you were okay. Yeah. Which like really for not pretending to not putting on a brave face no, okay no but like settled and like we can do whatever we want yeah. <laughs> and we will we'll see you guys next weekend yeah you know because we mm-hmm. by that time we had grown up some you know and, and we realized if we wanted to go camping for the weekend we could just go we had we no just responsibility packed our car and went camping for yeah, the weekend take the dog and I remember car, one go. of your your remarks about that time is because you know we've always had a close relationship mm-hmm. and, and and I we did because our children were you know we were with them uh traveled seven years you know in a close bus proximity and and we literally survived because we had each other and, and then you know we lived close afterwards and so you know we had good relationship and and we you came to all of a sudden this knowledge that uh <laughs> You have these kids forever because mm-hmm. I have this kid forever. Mm-hmm. I have my kids forever. That's just yeah. the way it is, and right. it's okay. But she just had this, uh, what do we call it, epiphany? Epiphany. Tiffany's epiphanies. It's a thing. Look it up, guys. It really is a thing, yeah, <laughs> in her world. In my world. And, and, uh, <laughs> and she just said, you know, you got to keep those things forever. You have to keep those kids forever. Yeah. Well, so, we really became resolved. Yeah, and like, they were you resolved. know, Just because we mm-hmm. had the desire. Not every desire that you have is God's plan. Yeah. And you have to really, really think about that. And sometimes you have to put your oh, pride boy. aside. That is, that is mouth And, right and so, you know, and I, I can just hear people saying, what do you mean it might not have been God's plan for a child to be part of your life? Calm down, Karen, it's fine. You know, like some people, there's just, it's, we all have the same plan. No, you know? I know. Not that it wouldn't be an okay thing. Right. But we really became okay and settled. And not that the love of a child ever really left we just yeah. were resolved we were just well this is what it is you know yeah. we've done all we could do all it over wasn't, anger <laughs> yeah Again. for sure all over anger yeah so um we were having a uh, financial peace university um the dave ramsey video school was going on in our church on wednesday nights on, was it wednesday nights yep and uh we were running late as we do and got a phone call from my niece amy out of the blue um, on our way to church. On our way to church. We were on our way running late. And I almost didn't answer the phone because we were <laughs> really running late. And I answered it. And she said, she lives in Tennessee. And she said, Aunt Tiff, um, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're about to go into class. Really running late. Can't stay on the phone. Okay, well, I have a friend who's pregnant. And um, she's thinking about aborting the baby. Um, and I just, I just thought about you guys. And I just wondered if... She would didn't abort the baby. Would you be interested? <laughs> or like, huh? What now? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, the, this that was the farthest thing from our minds. And it, it we and weren't looking at all. And it was it wasn't very long after we had made it. And it's amazing whenever you try something for so long, yep. and then when you truly let go, let go. and mm-hmm. find peace wow. with where you're at. Then that's how like, we got married. And then God's like, it is. Okay. <laughs> that's how it is. Maybe that's an ongoing lesson in my life. 
<laughs> Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> but so, so we had this really quick conversation. I'm like, well, I don't know, Amy. I don't know. Like, I can't just say, yeah, sure. You know, and I yeah. said, we're fixing to go into this class. Lou, Lou was like, we're on speakerphone or, or something. And so he knew what was going on. And we just were kind of like, we just sat there and we're like, huh. She's like, well, she's thinking about it. I and just then, wanted to know if, if you were even interested. And I was, we said, and I, I was out of town. Say. And so You're I got an town. email from yeah. you, an urgent email. Yeah. And I just happened to get the email, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Were you out of the country, probably? We were actually <laughs> on a cruise. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, out of the country. <laughs> we were out of the country, but yes, we yeah. were on a, on a cruise. So that's how it all started. And I won't give all the long details and stuff, but that's, that's how adoption was brought into our life. And, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> we we adopted our, our son, Max, who's now 13, and um, the his life was almost snuffed out. Um, his birth mom had already had an abortion before and has since had abortions. And, and the miraculous part is carrying that baby. Can you imagine that, that she actually carried right. their son? Yeah. I mean, because, and it was a conversation. It was she accidental surrogacy. She state of mind to no. carry a baby. No, no, not she at all. absolutely was not. Yeah. Not at all. And there's no. so, so many things. Went she went to the abortion, abortion clinic, clinic after the conversation oh, wow. without when, telling Amy. Yeah, when they had even said us. that they were interested, mm-hmm. she went. She went. She sat in the parking lot. She had been there before. And uh, <laughs> she, she and, and when we were told the decision she said that after she thought about it you know it 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 came to her that she thought if i can help someone else's dream come true (laughs) how selfish of it would it be of me to not help right i will forever love her for that and you know it's an amazing story um we got to take part in Prenatal visits. A lot of stuff, and we went it, to Nashville a lot. It it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the whole time she was pregnant, every time we talked to her, it was always, "This is your baby." Mm-hmm. She would say, "Your baby's doing this. She your baby's not, doing yes. this." It was almost yeah. like a strange surrogacy. Yes, it was yeah. an un, unplanned. Yeah. yeah. And it had there were there were tough moments. There were scary moments. We were there when Max was born. Um, I, I had to intervene for help on a few occasions yeah but god made a way because let me tell you there were so many miracles in this piece i mean max is the biggest miracle but there's a process to your miracle there's always a process yes Yes, there is (laughs) but that's so good uh we could never have afforded that no (laughs) never no when when we stop and and think and you know adoption is an expensive thing Mm -hmm. very expensive Mm -hmm. especially when you go through two states Mm -hmm. because what we didn't realize and we didn't very, know anything about it because it was not on our radar. Very large education on our part is basically, it's almost double because everything that you do in one state, you have to do in both states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the child has to have a lawyer in both states. Um, everyone else involved has to have a lawyer in both you states. You have to have representative everywhere you go. And they can't crop. They you know they don't practice out of the state. So you know, and us not being in Tennessee. <clears throat> Talk about green. We were green. You know, not knowing anything. Down. I mean, it's it's literally. I literally flipped open the yellow pages. Yeah. And started calling lawyers. We went through five different lawyers. Six. Six different lawyers. One quit. We fired one. We fired two, didn't we? No. Anyway. 
but just amazing yeah. how it all i mean yeah. it, it the steps of the righteous and are ordered of the lord you know yeah. i mean we, it, we it found, was amazing we found extreme unheard of we favor did. for yes. financing we did yes, yes. i mean it's just, that's a whole that's a whole journey in and of itself but mm-hmm. we have beautiful max and we were able to be there the moment that he was born and um we weren't in the delivery room because he was a uh, cesarean but um it was just a miracle. It was the scary, terrifying miracle. You labor. <laughs> you labor through that mm. so when, much. When you don't think about just in a normal process of how stressful that would be, because I think it's in like 48 states, it's a minimum 72 hours mm-hmm. before that birth mother can sign away her rights. Mm-hmm. Minimum 72 After hours. After the baby's born. After the baby's not, born. So the term Not one paper our, could be signed. No. Our, our, our blessed one. Max decided that all this was going to take place on a Tuesday night. Yeah. 72 oh, no, hours he was scheduled. He was is scheduled. Friday night. Oh. All the courts are closed. On Christmas? This, this is the week yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. So Monday... Was Christmas Eve. Right. Tuesday was Christmas. We waited almost nine days before we could do the termination of rights, of which at any time could have been he could have been taken from us. Was yeah. she getting sketchy about it, or not that not that we're aware? No, of. No, there was some there were some moments. The uh, first night was it the first or the second, second night, night in the hospital? The the because see they had a room too. They were given a room, and so mm-hmm. we all had you know and. And like we had a, we had our own hospital room at the other end of the hall, right. and so she and we were given parent armbands. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's an amazing amazing hospital. If you're ever gonna go through something like that in Nashville, I can recommend some things for you. But um, she wanted she wanted him during the day. Yeah, she would she could have him in in her room anytime she wanted, and if she didn't have him, he came to us, and so during that time. We were at her mercy, and we wanted her to have the time that she needed. But seeing as how you can't sign anything ahead of time, it's terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying because at any moment, that birth mama could have said, eh, he's awfully cute. I think we'll just mm-hmm. change our mind. And we would have just had to walk away and, with and nothing It at was all. amazing. Yeah. Through the whole process, I had such peace. Yeah. Because even even before we found out about him, I had I had had a dream that something was coming, and I didn't really know what it was, but um, that uh, and in in the dream that I had, I was told not to tell anybody because we didn't want because you you know people mean well, but lots mm-hmm. lots of people mean well, but as mm-hmm. soon as you're out of earshot, they say why well, oh. Listen, let me interject here. You be careful who you let speak over your life. Yes. Absolutely. That yes. is key. So important. Yeah. Pe- people are like, oh, I hope it works out for them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so... Um, Even your own family, they yeah. mean so well. Absolutely. You know, but people who are in our family but not necessarily close to us will be like, well, I just hate to see him get hurt. And we're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in, That's in, why we're not telling you anything. You guys were In the beginning, the amazing. only people that you we told, I, I'd, I'd, oh, I'd talk to Tiff about it and... She agreed. So the only people that knew in the beginning were mom and dad and, and our best friends were the yeah. only people that knew mm-hmm. because that was the only people I had peace about telling mm-hmm. right. for so a very long careful time. The way yeah. that it was walked out, um, very yeah. careful. And then yeah. fast forward through throughout all this process, I was actually at a men's retreat and they were giving away, they were drawing prizes 
Um, and again, only four people knew at this point, and my best friend was there at the retreat with me, and one of the prizes was a pocket watch that said Dad on it. Oh. And I hit him on the I said, wouldn't that be funny? And they called my name. Oh, wow. I That's still crazy. have that pocket watch. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... And the signs of God along the it, way it was yeah. the of signs the journey that of just, life. Yeah. just yeah. fell into place. Yeah. So because of those things, even in the midst of the turmoil, I could feel the turmoil, but I had, had just an peace. overwhelming peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's which allowed me to be the peace for her right. that right. she needed. Yeah. 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 For sure. And, and and so those times I remember back in those times where it was emotional up and down oh. because we knew that, that So you know, you're it, having a baby a shower. Yeah. For a potentially pretend baby. Mm-hmm. You know, once it got close we we did we did, we did yeah. spill the beans and let people know they wanted to celebrate with us and, and that sort of thing and you know, it was kinda hard to plan you when you're in the ministry everybody knows what's going on but um you know and you have a baby shower and you're so excited and happy but in the back of your head you're going what do I do with all this stuff if it doesn't happen right because we're human beings and and our mind thinks and and you have to have the faith to paint that nursery right right, to build that crib right to buy that car seat right you know when you know you're so dependent, but there again, you guys had, had made a journey of yeah. dependency upon God, and mm-hmm. it was a walk, and it was not an easy journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we all have to understand, that the walk of life is not a cakewalk. No. But it is, no. it is a walk, and when, you know, I liked what, what Lou said, and it's been, it's one of the things that we hold so dear to our heart is the peace of God. Yeah. Because Jesus said, "It has away. to be your compass." You know, you didn't it even initiate to... it. No, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know. God no. did that it's one, one thing didn't when he? You're we weren't you looking. We weren't. You yeah, you know, so oh, many no. people who adopt yeah. are like, "Oh, we went through this adoption agency," or yeah. we, mm-hmm. you know, we we did one time years before we kind of dabbled in uh, adopting from China. Just we had a connection there. Um, and we thought about it, but it just didn't sit right. It just didn't, it just didn't land in our hearts right. We're like, nope, pass, you know, Mm -hmm. because we did learn to follow peace. And this baby thing was just, it was crazy as a pet coon, the whole thing. Um, but you know, we, we did, we went for it and we have our amazing son and, and he, he Tell was, us a little bit about that. This amazing son, because he made it back to Missouri, he and did. and you guys found such favor on that Friday, yes, before Christmas, and, yeah, and this is just something a judge that came in from their Christmas party. Yeah, like I said, it was for us favor. Christmas oh, Eve was cool. Monday. Christmas was Tuesday. Um, you really get what you pay for. the The lawyer that I ended up finding in in Tennessee um, got the judge to come in on their day off, yeah. which was Wednesday just to hear our case for the termination of rights. We're the only ones there. And then um, <laughs> that judge or that lawyer had connections in Tennessee and our lawyer in Farmington um, knew people through Missouri. And the normal process would be another week and a half, two mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. to where the, the, what they call the sending state. So Tennessee would have to review all of our paperwork send it to Missouri. Missouri would have to review it all and then send it back to Tennessee with the okay before we could ever come. It's a felony mm-hmm. to take a, ta- take a child across state lines right. for the purpose of adoption without filing the proper paperwork. I mean, right. we weren't even looking for this, so it was so foreign. So foreign. It was so awesome. yeah. both states reviewed it at the same time. 
The termination mm-hmm. was on Wednesday. We got to come home Friday night, oh, yeah. which cool. was just a whirlwind. Right. And we stretched a five-hour trip into about seven and a half yeah. with a newborn in the car and terrified just, to yeah. death. Just so, so 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 beautiful. Yeah, you know how God great. puts things together. But what, let's uh, go on a little farther with Max, and, and of course he just is, was such a joy, and mm-hmm. such he still is at thirteen years old. But such a pleasure, and and uh, but. Uh, it wasn't very long uh, as as an infant, and when they began to move around to look, and we began to notice things. Mm-hmm. There was no eye contact. There was uh, Max. Uh, if you could call him by name, he would not turn his head. He wouldn't hurt toward, toward the sound. And we thought, well, you know, has he got a hearing problem? Mm-hmm. What what is going on? And and, and didn't want to be cuddled. Didn't want to be held tight. Didn't Still wanna, doesn't want to be. Cuddled. No. And so there were these things that's happening, but you're, you know, okay, so we have a lot of grandkids, a lot of, but everybody's an individual, you know, mm-hmm. and so uh, we all, but then the, as he became But eight, mama knows. It yeah, eight, <laughs> seven, eight months old, well, mama we knows. began to think, you know, that, yeah, something was was different and going mm-hmm. on. So pick I it kept, up there. At, at all of our pediatrician visits, you know, you go in for all these well visits and, um, you know, you got your... Right, newborn one, then you three months, six months, all that stuff, and everything was great, you know. Um, but then after his one year and eighteen month, I, you know, he would Max would could would be very cuddly with me on his terms, and he would just bury his face mm-hmm. and cuddle in, um, yes, and he, he would do a that buddy. a little bit. Mm-hmm with you and in mm-hmm. some with Lou. If he was asleep we could cuddle him, you know. But um but that nestled you know, in he would us. nestle in, yeah. yeah. Um but I would tell the pediatrician, you know, I, I feel like something's not quite right. And the pediatrician and, and he's still our pediatrician and we love him, but they don't want to you know, they're he was a glass half full man mm-hmm. and still is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he'd say, No, it's just his personality. I'm like, well he doesn't you know, I because I was a professional trying to have a baby person, I had read everything. We had read everything. Right? I knew what to expect when you're expecting mm-hmm. or you're expecting or you're expecting. Like, we knew all, oh, so much. So I knew what those milestones were supposed to be, and I was watching for them. And, and they just weren't happening. And they weren't happening, and they, you know, or they were way behind. And so I'd tell the doctors, and he like, it's just his personality. He's just he's just being a little snot. He doesn't want to. He's, he's just running just a little bit behind. Just a little behind, and it's his personality. He's just not a cuddler. He's just... He doesn't want to talk. He could, you know, all these things. I'm like, I really feel like something's wrong. And so um, fast forward to he was in daycare. About two and a half. About two and a half. And and, uh, there were some things happened at daycare that put up some red flags. And because I'm involved, my my workplace is involved with daycares. And I had a relationship, a business relationship with this daycare person. They were afraid to tell me, I think something's wrong with your kid. Um, and so long story short, we found out later that they thought Max was nonverbal. He would not speak. He wouldn't make any sounds except for screaming and crying at daycare. And they never said a word to us about it. At home, he would jabber, 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 didn't say anything that you would know what it was. But he would blah, 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 blah all the time. And then they said he was completely silent. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I knew it. I knew something was wrong. Yeah, someone had, who had done an observation <laughs> with him at daycare had actually yes. come to our home to observe him at home. And, and 
I remember them saying, this is a completely different child. Yes, well, they asked us to take him. We took him out of daycare because that was not working. So um, for, for he was, well, those details that don't matter, but we had uh, parents as teachers to do a um, an evaluation for him for preschool. And usually you don't go till you're three, but he was two and a half. And we took him to the preschool center, and they're like, and I said, he's not going to do these things for you. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we know, because they're professionals. They know how to work with kids. And I said, he's not going to do these things for you. And they're like, well, let us try. Okay, we'll try. And he wouldn't do anything. He just screamed at them. And I said, I, if you come to my home and do this, you're going to see something totally different. And they're like, okay, you know, kind of rolling your eyes. So they came, and, of course, he did every single thing mm-hmm. that they asked him to mm-hmm. do because in a, in a his own comfort environment, he would thrive there. Mm-hmm. So we got him into preschool very early, early education, and he became a professional preschooler. And at that point, we went to our doctor and demanded an evaluation. Mm-hmm. I said, instead of just... We think something's wrong. I just said, I want him evaluated for autism. I really mm-hmm. think And we had done a lot going. of research. <laughs> lots, and lots, lots of research. Lots of research. And so my, he just, I thought, was going to get pushed back. And he just said, okay. So <laughs> put a call in. And so we got a diagnosis. And he, he has, uh, he's, has autism spectrum disorder. And he's uh, just minorly in on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Very super high functioning. Um, our little... Our little kid that barely talked, and we didn't know if he was ever going to really talk or if he's ever going to be potty trained. <laughs> and, or ever show emotion. Or ever show emotion, mm-hmm. or ever. So many things we thought might never. Mm-hmm. And he, he is all of that and more, and, and he, he, he definitely talks. He does. Doesn't he? Yeah. And God is he just. He definitely talks. Oh, my goodness. I and mean, he, does have, he does have some uh, issues from his birth mom because of um, situations in her first and second trimester that he deals with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's been a lot of challenges. And I'd say um, as a parent of a child of any kind of special need, um, you have, my thing, I, I tell any, I've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of parents who are seeking help. And the first thing I tell them is to trust yourself. That's the most important thing That's is to good. trust yourself yeah. because... It doesn't matter if they came from your body. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. Nobody knows your kid like you do. That's right. And you're the best and sometimes only advocate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you've been an amazing advocate. I mean, I'll Tiffy. I, I'm just so proud of so, you, Lou. And, and you are just such great advocates. And, and we have such a great village that has helped yeah. uh, uh, Max to thrive. And that's my second, um, yeah. that's always my second recommendation is find someone, find some people. You need people. Yes. You know, have a village, somebody that you can trust. Yes. And then I usually give them my phone number, mm-hmm. you know, if, because some, some people don't have that village. Right. And it is essential, you know, that, that saying it takes a village to raise a child. Listen. It, it does definitely taking a village, and for I know our that Max. it can be it's done beautiful. without a village. It yes. absolutely can, but for us, it was it was essential to our success, to Max's success. Yeah, and, and, and now he's in seventh grade, and having the best year he's had. He's doing school. really, really yeah. good. Yeah, and he is still our miracle Max. He you is. know, he doesn't want to talk about anything. He don't want to talk about. He don't like you to acknowledge his. So y'all don't talk to him about it if you hear this. Yes, he doesn't like <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like to discuss it uh-uh. because he's still working through 
some of the realizations that yeah. he's had in the last couple of years. And, and yes. you know, there's struggles, and there's always going to be challenges yeah. for him. But we, we tell are so him proud of him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and I think at all stages of, of a child with disabilities, no matter what they are, I, I think having people around that can encourage them because they're very aware that things are different in their life. They're very mm-hmm. aware of that. And one of the things that we have always tried to do with Max, and we're still doing, is to, to reaffirm him continuously. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that we'll have some people on with uh, some children with different disabilities. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's such a something that needs to be addressed. But I want to go back to what we started with. And I want you to you two to talk about what happened with your pregnancies. Oh right. It, uh, <laughs> there's and, more to the story. There's more, uh, <laughs> and how you how you had to choose awe over, over anger. anger. Yeah. And so will you tell that before we close here sure. this podcast? Sure. Well, do you want to talk about it? You want me to? Um, the, I'll do the fast version. That's okay. So here we have Max, and uh, this was 2011. Because um, I was redoing my calendar today, so I saw the dates. 2011, I thought I had the flu, right? So and Max, Max was, was five years old. Yep. Um, and I just was feeling so yucky, just bleh. And because we had had so many pregnancy tries, um, I should have bought stock in pregnancy tests. So you were still so taking, well, yeah, we yeah. yeah still not preventing, you know. So, um, I got up early one morning, you know, ladies, we have to get up early and go potty a lot. And so I was just wasn't feeling good. And I just, Lou was like, you really need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, yeah, okay. If I don't feel better tomorrow, do I you will. know what time in the morning that was when you called <laughs> you me? You probably do <laughs> early. Cause I, I had to pee. And, okay. you know. Yeah. So I got up and didn't tell Lou and looked under the sink. And sure enough, I had a pregnancy test. Under because there. The, the week before or a couple of days before she wasn't feeling well. And on a whim, she happened to see one in the checkout line. For a dollar. For a dollar. For a dollar. And just grabbed it. Yeah, I grabbed it and it was under the sink. And so I didn't tell him because I had taken so many. Right. Like, I mean, you guys, I can't even yeah. tell you how many tests we had taken in our household. Lots of money spent on those. Um, anyway, so he was asleep and I'm like, just so I can rule this out and then I'll call the doctor because I just don't feel well. So I took the test and, you know, I'm half asleep and I'm sitting there, <laughs> sitting there on the toilet and, um, and I look up and there's two very definite lines <laughs> on that $1 test. And I thought, well, you buy a cheap one, you know what you get, false positive. And, you know, I was like, my heart started racing and I'm like hyperventilating, and I can still go back to that moment and the excitement. And that's the first time in how many years of marriage? Uh, 10, 15 years of ma- marriage. It was 2011. Oh. Math man, what is that? A lot. 14. 14, 14 years? years, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a positive test. So I go in there and I smack Lou, and I'm like, look at this, look at this, what do you see, what do you see? <laughs> And he's like, what? You know, because he was asleep. I'm like, I took a test. It's positive. It's positive. And so we're crying and blubbering. And, and so she sends I took a picture of it. Sends it. It was like, it was still dark, right? It was like 1 or 2 o'clock it in was the morning. The- <laughs> and she took sends a picture that of- to me. Yeah. And I wake up. And I look at it. Well, she it. didn't respond to my text. No, I looked at it, but I didn't get, it just didn't make sense to me. So, so I thought it was an accident, you know, uh, and I just went right back to sleep. I called her and I'm like, Mom, 
Did you see the picture? And, and I she thought, she's like, what is that? And is I kept trying to door? look, and I thought it was a door, and I thought that Max was locked on the inside of the door, because I, I mean, I was You're incoherent. Asleep. I was asleep. <laughs> it so was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. It was, and she, you know, and she says, like, Mom, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, you're what? what? <laughs> you're what? You know? We don't do that at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, you're pregnant. Yeah. And, and so, that, so that, was, was, that was a miracle. That was a miracle. It's still a miracle. Totally a miracle. Yeah. And, and, and tell me how long you, you carried our baby. So, um, 11 and a half weeks is how far we made it. And then... And that was Baby Hope. Baby Hope. Which turned our life around. Yeah. It did. Gave us hope. There was such miracles in it, even in mm. the loss. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... How and I had a friend who had gone through two losses yeah. and was so there for me. And were, were you gone? I was gone you again. The country. I was in... I was <laughs> standing on the sidewalk when we lost Baby Hope. Yeah. When you called me. And, and so that was devastating. It was. Our miracle. And then, you know, mm. because she was far enough along that we had shared that, yeah. that she was expecting. Well, yes. And, and in, my, so in my, bliss, my blissful ignorance, we told, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the dumbest thing mm-hmm. ever. Now, hindsight, you know, it's 2020. <laughs> it's but, 2020. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, but, so, yeah, we told everybody. So then we had to tell everybody. We had an event at the church, that art thing for Jennifer. Right. And so I'm like, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, you know. Just so stupid, you, you stupid were, excited. Well, so but you were excited. so, but it was so understandable. And everybody was. I mean, yeah, it's like celebrating. Pr- we'd prayed for years that they right. would yeah. have a baby. I mean, and we thought and Max was it. We had prayer cloths under the bed and yes. all, all Yes, things. and you definitely, I mean, Absolutely. you guys were pregnant. And then after yes. the loss, then, then how many the more loss, did you have? Uh, yeah, I won't go into all of the details, but we had a total of four losses, four pregnancies in, with, in 18 months. 18. So that's a lot. That's a lot. And so it's tell, a lot on your mind. It it's is. A lot and on so your tell body. us. It's a lot on your body. That is a yeah. lot on your body. A lot on your mind. So tell us how that the two of you made decisions and you chose to, like Lou told us in the last podcast that we did and you were here with us, how you made a choice. And Tiffany, how you made mm-hmm. a choice. And because I believe that your story is so important to tell others that. Like you said last time, things don't always go the way that we think, but the plan ends up very, very good. Yeah. And so tell us that, please, before we so close here today. Well, you know, it's it's devastating at that point because it's something that you've hoped for for so long, and it's like it's almost like a carrot that's dangled in front of your face, and then it it just disappears, you know, and and you're stuck and. And, you know, we all have those those song moments in our lives when a song plays at that right time in your life. Mm-hmm. And, like movie moment. Yeah. And, and, and there, there was a song, um, and what part of the lyrics of the song was, you know, you know what happens when, when you can't even breathe, but yet you still hope in God. You know, and, 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 and we talked and we realized God never changed. Yeah. He was the same God that he was before any and all of that had, had happened. God had not changed. Yes, it was a very bad thing that had happened to us. And 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 the hardest part was was trying to get past the fact that we we don't know what happened and, and we will Still never to the say. we will never know what uh-huh. happened. But we had to be okay in the not knowing. Yeah. yeah. And, it was we came to a crossroads. You yeah. did, and everyone, that's really important that you said that because 
uh, couples that are listening to this and, 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 and you want a baby so bad. But I believe that God has allowed your story to be told at this particular time because there are so many that are listening mm -hmm. that have gone through so much and all. And, and maybe, uh, I, I don't know what God's got planned for them, but, but you guys, after having Miracle, Miracle Max mm -hmm. and, and, you know, wanting a, a, a little brother or sister for him, and he was so excited. Oh, yes. and, that was the oh most my devastating thing was to have to yes. explain to a little... Yeah. Little Max. Yes, and he doesn't even know. I don't think exactly how many. He does know does now. He know now. Yeah, he but does for a long time now. he didn't know how many brothers and sisters. For years that he, he didn't know that that mm -hmm. he lost. But because he, you know, childlike faith is so simple. Yes. And so his first question is, "Well, can't God heal?" Yes. yes. You know why didn't why he yes. never said never did he once mm -hmm. say why did God take our baby because no. those words never ever ever mm -hmm. came out of our mouth because you guys never that's because not how you think, <laughs> that's no. not how we believe no it's not um, we believe that things are allowed but I don't believe that, God that took. we I don't believe that's not the Old Testament we don't have a vengeful no. God you know um, but it was really hard to walk through Max but I really feel like Max helped us. Because we had to keep it together, because <laughs> we still had yeah. this little guy here that yeah, needed this, us this for every single thing. Yeah, this right in the thing. middle of family yeah. gatherings and, and yeah. activities that we had for our family yeah. that, yeah, that for we sure. were doing, and and in the end, you know, we we just had to rely you on the peace yeah. of God, and we chose Cho all over to, anger. We chose yes, all over anger, and we did have some moments of anger. Sure, but God really ministered to me, and and it's become a a. a benchmark in my Christianity that he's okay with my questions, he's okay with my anger, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's okay with my doubt. Yes. Yes. And, and you... Then I have to be okay with yeah. not having the answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you wrestled into that and and, and it's caused Yeah, more labor. <laughs> yeah, a lot of labor. More a lot, labor, of, lot yeah. of labor into entering into yeah. that rest. And so... And I can say that I would not change. the. Yeah. I, of course, wish that I had those babies. Of course. And I wouldn't... I would change the loss. But... I got to feel... You're so glad that you were pregnant. You you got to feel yeah. the life of that child, and, and you're so grateful for that. Yeah. Even though it was a loss, it, it was still just. I mean, we we, we rejoiced in all that. Silly weird pregnancy yes. things right yes. off of the we bat. got. Oh, and we you know cucumbers and jalapenos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a, so morning sickness you know, the whole nine yards and 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 I even I it, with one of them I even experienced labor. Yes, you did. You and did. so, yeah, yeah. Those were still miracles. Yes, they were. Yeah. And, and I hope that those of you that's listening today, that something that's been said, you can relate to in your life. And those of you that are still struggling with the whys and why don't I have a child or why is this not working? I hope that something yeah. that that, that uh, you you guys have shared today will change somebody else's life yeah. and realize that, that there's such hope in the middle there of is. everything. And, and we do have that loss, you know, we do, you, there is, it's a very real loss. It's a and, very real loss. And it's the thing that no one talks about, and I think that that's a shame, and, and I know that there's kind of a movement among the miscarriage world of, like, why is it shameful, why don't, you know, I don't know why you don't talk about it, because it's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. And it's it's way more common, I'm sure, Chris, you've, you know, in your field mm -hmm. of work, you mm -hmm. probably see 
a lot of that and it's it's very much common and and we did you know you could say what am I doing wrong and boy we did everything we went to uh we went to high-risk doctors and yes you did did, you you know we spent a lot of time in St. Louis and doing all the things and it just my body wouldn't carry and so and so we lost those but we are still in awe of that miracle that God the glimpse that we got and I'm thankful yeah and gosh we can miss that we can miss that if we don't see the beauty babies you know we absolutely there's They're waiting for us. They are. And if I happen to get there before you do, well, I will take good care of them. Please do. I promise you I would. Well, it's so good. Sorry for blubbering on the air, Oh, that's okay. That's all right. (laughs) You can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight, all of you. And uh, we want to pray for you that's out there, uh, that God will just minister to you and bring that peace that you can choose all over anger over situations. It It is is possible. possible. But you have to determine. You have to set your mind. Yes. You have to raise your hands anyway. Praise Him in the storm. Praise Him in the storm. Yes. Amen. And, and yes, you said it so well. I want to pray before we, I would ask you to, Tiffany. Yeah, no, I'll just blubber. But you, you know. would just blubber. Yep. If one of you guys want to pray, you're, you're welcome to do that. I think you should. Okay, I will. I will. Father, I just thank you for this time at the table today, not only with with my friends and family that are here, but with the listener. I believe that you are touching lives today, Father, that you're bringing hope and you're bringing peace and comfort to those who have suffered such losses, those who've had such hopes and, and dreams, and seemingly they've been shattered. I pray that today, Father, you will minister to them as they listen and they realize that you care so much about them. And I pray, God, that the testimony of Lou and Tiff today will bring encouragement and peace to them and that they'll follow after your peace and know that you have it in the midst of the storms. And we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. And until the next time that we meet at the table, I believe that God will bring peace to your life and to your heart. And you can find our podcast on Spotify or on iTunes or SoundCloud. You are so right. Yes. And our website, Chris, what's our website? Tell me again. Womenaroundtheworldministries.org or wawministries.org. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. find us and like us and follow us and share us with a friend. Thank you. Yes. Hi, this is Christy with At the Table with Darling. We hope you were able to glean from our table today as we shared our hearts and thoughts. We would like to invite you to take some time to check out our website and get a closer look at what Darlene is doing. You can find out information about her book, The Miracle of the Breaking, see what upcoming events she has planned, and consider being a partner with Women Around the World Ministries at womenaroundtheworldministries.org.